Hey everybody, my two listeners that I possibly have, thanks for joining us on another uh, Free Kicks. I'm going to do something a little bit different today because I don't want this to just be about games that are happening or news stories that are happening in soccer. You know, I'm always going to give my take on that sort of stuff, but you know, there's a million other people that you could go to to hear about Aaron Johansson's move to the Bundesliga. Uh, that's a sly way of me saying I'm excited about that. But there's a million other places you could hear about that. You could hear news about the USA and opinions about the USA from all the major networks and minor networks in the world. So we're going to change it up a little bit today. And um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my experience not only playing soccer and viewing soccer um, as a, you know, well, that's it. Not only playing soccer, but also viewing soccer. So kind of this on the field, off the field view of why I love the game, why it's important to me, and some pretty key moments in my life that involved the presence of soccer that have just made me fall in love with it even more. So we're going to change it up. We'll slow it down a little bit. And um, instead of sweet, tasty metal guitar licks, we'll put something nice and tasty in there instead to make you feel all happy inside. So I'll start with the earliest memory that I have about playing soccer. And it comes from when I was in elementary school and I was with a group of friends over by the wall of a YMCA and we, we had just formed a team and we were kind of kicking the ball around and I jokingly said, I'm gonna kick the ball hard against the wall, you know, it's a really good way to get your anger out, whatever, right? So that's one of the first soccer memories I have. It may seem like totally like a joke, but it is very telling of my personality at the time and, and some things that were going on in my life. And the joke was that I was really angry, so I kicked the soccer ball and I wanted to make my friends laugh. But the truth was, I was really angry and I realized that kicking the soccer ball was actually a pretty decent thing to do. I started kicking the soccer ball a lot, but what made me angry is a totally different piece of that. So at the time in elementary school, I think I remember this going on into into middle school too. I was what you would have classified as husky. I'm not sure if that's even politically correct. But I I remember the polite way I was described was husky. I don't know if this is completely accurate. I'll try my best to get this one right. But I think I was, I think the highest, the widest waist I had in middle school was either a 38 or a 40. Um, I weigh the same now that I did when I was in middle school, when I was probably a good two feet shorter in elementary school and middle school, whatever, it doesn't matter. But I was, I was a Husky kid and I don't remember necessarily being bullied for it, but I can definitely remember being made fun of. And I just would try to shake it off as whatever. I quoted, um, South Park, which I wasn't supposed to be watching and didn't watch at the time. And I would just say, I'm just big boned. I'm not fat. I'm just big boned. I'm not Husky. Or I would even say that. I would say, well, I'm not fat. I'm Husky. But the truth was, when I was young, I didn't fit in with the other kids because I was, for the most part, um, 
much larger than them, had some attitude problems, not sure if they're connected, and some communication problems, not sure if they're connected. And I can look back on this moment when I say soccer is a good way of taking my anger out because I can just kick the ball as hard as I want. And, and I realize well, that's what I was doing. I was just joking, but that's exactly what I was doing. So that's my probably my first memory of playing soccer is me kicking it up against the wall and, and saying that. From there, we'll just go ahead and say that the weight, the weight, my weight and my health was a huge topic of my life through elementary school and, and middle school. I wasn't athletic because of it. I didn't really fit in as well. Um, you know, I tried to do sports that all my friends were doing, uh, which was soccer, and and I just couldn't. Unless it was a YMCA thing, I just couldn't keep up. It was so bad. It was hard for me, and whatever. All this is going on. Uh, I have a personal trainer, and the second memory I have of soccer, uh, my parents put me in some training program because I, they were really concerned that I was just going to start not having healthy life, which rightfully so, that was probably a smart thing to do. And, and I agreed with them that I wanted to get, I wanted to be healthy, I wanted to be active and stuff, and not just sit and play Super Mario Bros all the time. No big deal, Mega Man X3, whatever, doesn't matter. So I did this, and uh, the, kind of the second memory of soccer I have is when I was starting to exercise a lot and not really lose any weight because I was eating like, I, I, I remember, going to Chick-fil-A one day with some friends and I had an eight count nugget meal and then this girl that we were with she had like four nuggets left over and I had four of her nuggets and then I had all of the fries and then I probably had a nugget here and a nugget there from another friend so I was eating like that in elementary school and middle school which is so bad um, but the second memory of the soccer I have is during this training one day, the personal trainer said, hey, I heard that you wanted to play soccer with your friends. You like to play soccer with your friends. Let's go out. You've been training for a while now. Let's go out and see if you're any stronger. So we went out, and at this point, I knew so little about form and you know even how you're supposed to properly kick a ball. But we went out, and I was just taking kind of like penalty kicks. The first kick I did, I just toe-smashed the ball as hard as possible, and I popped it which was kind of stupid looking back on it because you're not, you don't necessarily want to just toe smash the ball and pop it. That kind of ruins the whole point of being out there and kicking the ball around on your first kick. So kind of a bad thing, but at the time I, I was so stoked about this and it could have absolutely 100% been like set up. It could have been set up for this to happen and for me to think that, oh, I'm getting stronger. But I remember kicking that ball and going like, yeah, yeah, I kicked the ball, it went in the net, and I popped the ball. Game over. Like, that's how you win the game. You're so strong, you just kick the ball once and the game's over. That's it. This is, this is all happening. I'm still really young. And for the first time, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't want to assume that this stuff is related um, to my weight or anything like that. But my personality, this is one of the first times where I remember feeling confident and feeling like I can do stuff I, not maybe not even just soccer like I can do stuff I can go out and do what I want I have I'm capable of doing things and changing and doing things and so this is one of the first times I remember feeling like that and it's all because of kicking the soccer ball around which is huge it made me feel like I could do something that I did not believe I could do and I didn't I didn't necessarily have that I didn't know what it was like to succeed in something like that um 
necessarily. I mean, there. look, I'm not telling you, my life was not bad. I'm not sitting here pouting my life was bad or whatever. And trust me, I was great at video games. And I knew what it felt like to beat video games and be better than your friends at video games. But that doesn't always do much. This is kind of happening at the end of my elementary school years. Going into middle school, I've really not shed any weight. There's a, I have a, I have a funny memory kind of um, probably towards the end of middle school where I'm looking at the wall and I'm sort of having a revelation right now as I'm talking about this. I haven't really fully thought this through, but I remember being probably in seventh or probably seventh grade and I'm looking at the wall of all of my soccer portraits because it was kind of that elementary school time where I just, this was, I dedicated myself to this sport, um, at least playing it. Not, not watching it. I had not watched any soccer. And I looked at all of my portraits, my team portraits, and it's literally like, you know, it's, it's like looking at me gain weight. And it was a little disappointing um, to see that. So maybe that was one of the moments where I was like, oh, I don't look healthy. But anyways, uh, in middle school, I, I really wanted to play on our soccer team. So I think what happened in sixth grade is we went to try out and... Uh, you know, I couldn't kick the ball far enough. I couldn't run fast enough. I couldn't stay out on the field long enough and catch my breath. So the coach very politely allowed me to be the team manager, but cut me from the squad, which was, I, I, I pretty sure I cried after that. Um, because I really wanted to play It's middle school. Your new friends are there. My brother was on the team who was very athletic, and I really wanted to play. And being cut from that team was a huge blow to me. Um, thankfully, I'm sure that my mom and dad probably twisted his arm because um, they worked for our school as well. But they allowed me to be the team manager, and I walked around and you know, carried the balls and water and all that stuff um, around to the games. But didn't get to play until one day at the end of the season where he calls me over and says, Hey, you've worked really hard this season. Yeah. And I was at, I remember being at practices for the guys team too. So maybe I was on the team at one point and just didn't get to play, but there's one specific season where I was just the manager and he called me over one day at the end of that season and said, Hey, I've got an extra jersey for you in the car. This is one of the last games of the season. You've worked really hard and you deserve to play. This is like dream come true levels for me. I can't tell you how excited I was after feeling like I failed and then working really hard and trying to keep a good attitude, just being a part of this team in any way possible in middle school to be told, now you get your chance to go and play. That was incredible to me. The funny thing was it was not well thought through. He had not told my parents about this, so I had no shin guards. I think I had cleats. Had to borrow shin guards from somebody else. It was just a disaster. And when I got the jersey out of the car, um, <laughs> there were a bunch of scratched off lotto tickets, like a bunch of scratched off lotto tickets. And I, I like a, a, a maybe 10 to 12 to 13, 14, all sitting in the back of this, this guy's seat. And we were kind of a small private Christian school. And I, I didn't know what the lottery was. I have no issues with it, but 
I knew that gambling was bad, and I I thought it was I thought or excuse me, that's I was told that, that gambling was bad. Uh, I'll leave that up to you if you think it's bad or not. At at what point you think it's bad, but I was told that gambling was bad. It was a sin. So I saw this stuff in the back of his car, and I was like, oh my gosh, the world is. I don't understand anything about the world. It's so terrifying. But I, I was getting my chance to play soccer, so I, I just didn't really care. Uh, I got out on the field, and I don't know if it was some kind of, like, syndrome of <laughs> don't don't worry uh, about him. He doesn't play. Uh, look, I, I, let's be honest. I mean, I they took one look at me and they knew that I was not in shape to be running out there on the field. So I don't know if they didn't mark me or what, but this moment of being told to get out on the field was paired with this other moment of getting a shot on goal, which I never should have gotten, never thought I was going to get. I took that shot and it hit the post and rolled right over. I remember it as clear as day, hit the post and rolled right over. But it didn't matter because... I was back to this feeling that I had forgotten or, you know, felt kind of like it had gotten dashed where I could I could do what I wanted and I could achieve something more than um, my physical appearance. You know, I could change all that. It didn't have to be it didn't have to be like that and it's just a huge confidence boost and I'll, I'll tell you just honestly, it doesn't, maybe it just sounds like, oh, he's just saying that it was a confidence boost. No, I mean, I was having problems with my family life um, just because I didn't communicate well and we didn't communicate well and I was arguing and fighting. I was, you know, at one point we even, honestly, I hope they don't mind me telling this, is we looked at the option of sending me to boarding school and um, I was a huge problem. And these little moments like this playing soccer I think really started to change me because they were so different from the feeling that I knew, which was kind of defeated, maybe even a little bit depressed as a as a kid, it kind of just down, down in the dumps a lot on myself more than anything else. Happy, but in the dumps on myself. So this this moment where I'm, I get my chance and I'm told, you've worked hard, now it's your moment to go out there, just unbelievable to me. By the end of middle school I had started to shed some of this weight and my attitude I like to think my attitude was kind of changing um, I spent a lot of time in, well in eighth grade my family just spent a lot of time together living on the road and traveling and just being homeschooled so it was a little bit different and <laughs> so that's a whole nother story that we won't go to all that to say things were kind of starting to change at that point um, with my personality, with my appearance, with what I was able to do physically. And that transferred to being in a new town. Um, we, we spent a lot of time on the road. We ended up moving to Tennessee my freshman year, of, uh, right before my freshman year of school. Um, so I'm in a new town, and I'm kind of a whole different person. Uh, I've got a whole new look. I feel more fit, not fit at this point, but I've kind of definitely changed my physique and my physical ability quite a bit. And um, so the year's rolling on and I'm, I'm getting to know all these new people in high school and I decide, you know what, they don't know me at all. They don't know who I am. And the best way to get to know these people that I kind of like is um, playing soccer. 
so I joined the team, which is, a, you know, it's, it's kind of like a small co-ed team for a small private Christian school. And so I joined the team, and everything seems to be going really well. I kind of figure out that my position is in the, uh, the back, uh, right there in the right back. I played a mean right back for a long while, or left back mainly because people were scared to play on the left side if they weren't left-footed, and uh, I did not care that much. But I kind of, you know, used that as an opportunity to meet people, and, and it was great until maybe a few weeks in, it just felt like I had broken both my ankles. I couldn't really figure out what was going on with that. I spent a lot of time not being able to sit still because the pain was so bad and I just couldn't figure out what was going on. And, um, you know, a, a few weeks into this, we find, find out that, it, well, let me stop and say, I was really worried because I wanted to play, but it felt like there's just now, even though I, I'm more fit, I feel more able to do this, it's like something else is getting in the way. And I, I was a little frustrated by that. So, um, but it turns out it was something probably pretty common that just needed to be accounted for and that I didn't know about, but maybe it was a product of my life before, but um, I have extremely flat feet and I have uh, ankles that roll in weird. And the fix was I just really needed some um, inserts, some custom inserts or some inserts, insoles for my shoes. And um, not long after we got that all sorted out, I was back in business. And playing in high school was fantastic. I played every year of high school, and I've got a lot of great memories from that. I've got a lot of embarrassing memories from that, from making mistakes. Uh, but it, it was just that. One of the things I love about playing and that I didn't realize in middle school and looking back in elementary school or whatever, I, you know, I can see all this now, is that playing soccer was my way to connect and and to release and to de-stress even though as a kid maybe you don't have the same stresses as an adult um you know it was just a way for me to do all this stuff and it was something that in high school I quickly realized um uh well I was a little bit of a late bloomer I would say freshman and sophomore year I just kind of played for fun um and then the 2010 World Cup really kind of changed it I was a late bloomer um because of this I think and um, it was it was just kind of my way to connect to people and to um, to stay healthy, and it made me feel confident. It helped me realize that I could do um, sort of things that I didn't think I could do, and gave me to, that confidence to do other stuff. It kind of takes another turn in the playing regards after the 2010 World Cup, which is really the only world. That's kind of the first World Cup that I have memories of. I remember in high school early on as a freshman and a sophomore even watching um you know watching teams like AC Milan and Chelsea and Arsenal and starting to watch games more I hadn't been doing that a whole lot I had some good coaches who encouraged us to do that and I started watching games more and after the 2010 World Cup I just wanted that's all I wanted to do was watch soccer and play I started setting up targets in my backyard and just doing free kicks into them and running miles to a field um, by my house just to play and there was never a you know there's not a whole lot of public fields around thankfully in Tennessee there's a couple of public fields but I just started playing all the time 
and junior year, I was kind of, I, I started to say, started to think that I could get a little more serious about it. Senior year in particular, I got really serious and I decided I really like doing this and I would like to, I would like to think about doing this in college. So I started um, running all the time. I started practicing all the time. But the downside was when it came time for soccer season, my very small school didn't really have the funding to have a soccer team. And I was never going to get noticed there anyways. So I did something a little controversial and joined a sister school who had split. It was kind of a school that split out of our school. It's not controversial. I'm not a saint in any regards of that. But I joined this sister school soccer team just because I wanted to play. And it was the same deal, small co-ed. Wasn't going to get noticed there, but I'm just dying to play. And then I joined a rec league as well, just playing as much as I could. as playing on, I think there was a little bit of overlap at one point on practices and um, teams and things like that. And I just was playing all the time. Senior year, um, my dad is diagnosed with pancreatic cancer for the first time. And that is a little bit derailing for my emotions and definitely made me feel a little off, a lot off, made me feel a lot off. And I'm very thankful that I continued to play soccer through that year because uh, it was a way that made me feel good about other stuff. And in fact, let's just be honest, high school is crazy and lots of stuff happens, maybe not the stuff that happened to me with my family or other families I know, having close friends have people traumatically pass away or, you know, having, maybe it's something you can relate to is in the midst of all this stuff, trying to figure out who you are, being in unhealthy relationships or being in weird situations with friends. It's like, it doesn't matter when you have something like soccer, you can just go out and play. That's maybe cliche, but, and in my senior year of high school, obviously, I really needed that. I needed something to get me out, to get me on the field to play. And on top of that, it provided some really amazing moments. There's two really strong memories I have about playing soccer that that I remember from my senior year. The first one is being at an away game. My dad was awesome and he drove me uh, out to this pretty far away game. And we it was pouring down rain. Um, we were, seemed like we were having a bad day for some reason, or maybe there was an argument, or I was down on something, or maybe he was sick already, um, or about to get sick at this point, right? And, and so this game, pouring down rain against a team who we shouldn't have beat, uh, has probably one of my favorite, most amazing soccer moments that I've ever partaken in. And I'm playing, uh, playing left wing, I think this game I got out of defending because I just wanted to score goals and I realized I was probably a little bit better than other guys or girls just because I, I watched so much soccer I wanted to be creative so I like to play midfield a lot so it's either playing center mid or left mid and um, I took a shot with my left foot from what would be considered half field which not half field for this field was like I don't know. It, I I would say it was a long ways out. It wasn't crazy, but it was a long way out, and it wasn't a full size professional field. But took a shot instinctively. Uh, one of those moments where it's pouring down rain. The ball comes to me, 
and I just don't think about it. I, it wasn't like I'm going to cross it or I'm going to shoot it. I'm just going to smash it. No, it was just a, it was kind of this instinctual, like I just did it. I don't know what it was necessarily. Um, but what matters is it was with my left foot and it ended up being a beautiful goal. And this is kind of when camera phones sucked and it was pouring down rain. So there's no footage of it, which is terrible because I would love, I would go back and rewatch that every day. That goal, I will never forget it. It's so crazy because it's just in a high school game on a crap soccer team. And it still brings me so much joy to this day. And what was amazing was my dad was there and he just stood up and flipped out because (laughs) you're looking at a guy, his son, who (laughs) once couldn't even kick the ball off the ground, couldn't run, couldn't keep up with anyone else because of his fitness and his weight, who is now scoring a really incredible goal for the first time. And man, I just love that memory of playing and I love it. The second memory I have from this high school era informs um, me in another way. So everything I've talked about before is kind of like, oh, it's confidence. Look at this change. It's all a possibility. The world is full of a possibility that you can achieve. And I do believe all that. And soccer helped me believe all that. And I still feel like that today. Um, I have an incredible amount of belief that I can do whatever I really set my mind to if I play the cards right or whatever, you know, you're capable of doing so much as a human. Playing soccer has another aspect and that's why I bring up my dad being there, that game where he's cheering for me is that playing soccer is not just about you or the people on the field, but it, it's, uh, it's almost about the people watching and what they mean to you sometimes too. So there's, there's that experience of my dad cheering for me at that moment that I wouldn't have had in any other setting and I wouldn't have felt maybe as strongly as I do had he not been there. So let's fast forward to when he has um, been diagnosed with cancer. He's undergoing chemo treatment, probably towards the end of the school year, towards the end of the season. Uh, I drive myself to a soccer match and I remember this day feeling pretty much indifferent, wanting to play hadn't eaten well that day so I was already getting kind of crampy and just not with it totally and playing a total throwaway team on a tiny field I knew my dad wasn't going to be able to be there I thought my dad wasn't going to be able to be there because of his chemo and we were playing and I remember just about when it must have been pretty early either the game had started or was about to start I remember watching him make his way down to the side of the field with my mom. And uh, I'll be honest, at that moment, I probably could have cried on the soccer field. Um, And I still now even think about this. And it's such a powerful memory to me, thanks to the sport of soccer, um, especially about playing and and why playing has charged me so much and, and attached me to the game. Because it's not just about the game. Playing playing and it's not about playing it's not about watching there's so much more to it and it's about humanity and it's about relating to others and it's about realizing your potential and finding that you can do things that you thought weren't possible and it's about love and just the world (laughs) and that sounds stupid but uh, the the way I like to sum it up is soccer is a game 
about being human. And you might be able to say that if football is your game. You might be able to say that if basketball is your game. Uh, the truth is, this was a, a, a story, a moment that changed me as a human and not as a soccer player. Uh, but it would never have happened without soccer. So I'm sitting there and, and my dad comes in the hot sun. I'm almost 100% sure this was after, literally after a chemo treatment. And he comes to watch me play. And I can tell, I mean, he's skinny. He's totally zonked out. But the fact that he was there is just unbelievable. I know that there's so many people who, one, wouldn't do that for their kids. Or two, they're the kid and they don't have anyone in their life that was going to be there in the first place. You know, like they don't have a dad who had cancer who showed up like that. They don't have a dad, period. They don't have a mom, period or their dad was dead before they even got to see the first soccer game. Not trying to be morbid, but I, I just understand how thankful I should be for that memory. And it literally, it's so strong and so informative to me uh, that I can barely not cry right now just talking about it. It is that good of a memory. So let's fast forward to one of my favorite soccer viewing experiences. We'll just do this chronologically. There is a game at some point where my dad is in the hospital over some complications. And I'm not really sure where this falls on the timeline. It may be college, it may be high school. I feel pretty strongly that it was uh, in the summer or around the summer. And um, Dad's in the hospital and Mexico and USA are playing. I'm trying to find a place to watch it on my computer um, at the hospital. I'm having trouble finding a place to watch it. Um, but I get the chance to go sit back with my dad in the emergency room or intensive care. He was in intensive care, not emergency room, in the intensive care unit. He's really sick, feels terrible. I go back there and he's, he's pretty much, he's got the game on already and he's watching it. And I just get to sit and watch. It's USA versus Mexico, right? What a great game to be able to sit and watch with your dad. And we're sitting there in the hospital and we're watching the game. And so, um, you know, this is a whole different kind of thing of why I like, why I love soccer so much, not why I like soccer, why I'm totally obsessed over the top and will never stop watching it no matter how bad my teams play, no matter any of that. Why I'm so crazy about it is that when you watch the game, it's amazing. It's just, it's almost like playing. It's just another way to connect with someone and to feel that sense of humanity. <laughs> no, not everyone feels that with soccer, but, but for me, it's what makes me love it. Sitting there with my dad in the hospital, watching USA play Mexico was one of the best memories I have. One of my favorite things was the, the nurse practitioner, whoever was in there, walked by and said, oh, I didn't know people still watch hockey. <laughs> and my dad and I just said, yeah, oh yeah, hockey, that's right and just let him move on. And then we kind of laughed when he was out of the room. My other favorite watching memory happens uh, after, happens after high school. There's two other favorite ones I want to share real quick. And I, I don't want this to go too long. So my other favorite watching memory is my favorite game. Uh, so I'll tell you this. My I'm a huge USA fan, obviously. And... Um, one of the first times I got to see the senior national team, I'd seen maybe one game, but the, the best game I've seen, even though we lost, was um, 
in London and Wembley, um, 2008, we played England in a friendly, and we lost three to one. And at that point, 2008, that's that's Beckham. That's that's still a solid golden team for for England, in my opinion. And they were good at that point, in my opinion. So I I got the opportunity to scalp tickets illegal. Yep, I know it. And um, take a group of my friends to um, see the USA play uh, England there in Wembley. Uh, We were there on a school trip. I had to get so many approvals and permissions from people to let us uh, take the tube out that far. And it happened. And it's one of the most amazing places I've ever been. Wembley is, is just... It, it was like walking through Main Street at Disney for me. Food vendors on every side. Um, just crowds of people. And um, going to that game was just unbelievable. And to give you some background on that, <laughs> I talk about this. Maybe it's just because soccer's going on. The background on this is that a very close family friend had just died. Her funeral was when we got back from that trip. And I started out. Uh, I was reading C.S. Lewis, A Grief Observed, <laughs> and I was journaling about my dad's cancer. He was in remission, and I was talking about why constantly, I have the journal still, just every page is about why bad things happen and how you get through them. And <laughs> and I remember doing that. I was, I, was, I was journaling on the train, and somebody said, hey, look, there's Arsenal Stadium out the window. And I remember writing the one of the final entries in that journal while staring at the uh the uh, the stadium out the out the train and and then getting to go to that game it was just unbelievable after my dad passed away he passed away when i was in college um he and i while he was in the hospital this sometime maybe with his kind of second return to the hospital or the second time he came out of remission or whatever um, we had purchased tickets to go see USA play Trinidad and Tobago at LP Field is what it was called at the time. It's Nissan Field now. And I purchased them, and I remember thinking, there's a chance he might not be able to go to this game. There's a chance he might not make it to this game. And I remember buying those tickets anyways and um, thinking, man, I don't even know what I thought. <laughs> I don't know how you process that, but... When you when you make plans that you know you're not going to keep with someone, oof! I can't talk about this too long. I'm going to get choked up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow! Um, but I remember buying those tickets and and having that thought, and just kind of telling myself, regardless of what happens, I can make this into a good situation. I can find someone else to go. I'm going to go to this game with someone who loves me. That was the point. I'm going to go to this game with someone who loves me. And so he passed away, and the game, you know, I don't remember necessarily. It it must not have been too long after. I think it was in March or April. So not long after he passed away, the game rolled up. And um, I took a girl that I had met at college, and it was maybe the second time we had done anything by ourselves, but she was a big, um, she used to be a big soccer player in high school, stopped playing, 
was enthusiastic enough about it and liked me enough to go. And um, this is a great memory for me because now we are married. And so it was one of the first big deals besides like going to see a movie or anything like that that my wife and I did, just the two of us. And that was awesome because it turned that moment of what if I don't get to go with my dad to I'm going with someone who I love and turns out I'm going to marry them. So it was awesome. Things come around. Things turn around. There's always a positive. Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. So why do I say all this? It's just me talking about stuff that I like. It's just me rambling about things that happened to me. I get that. But my whole point is this stuff's happened to you. This stuff's happened to everyone. It may not be soccer. It may be football. It may be basketball. It may be painting. It may be drawing. It may be music. It may be uh, playing board games. But everyone has this thing um, and has these memories. They're shared among us all and they make us human. And for me, this whole fantasy, fantasy, this whole fanatic love of soccer that I have is what makes me relate to other people, what helps me understand um, everything. It really informs everything I do. And maybe my wife hates that sometimes, but I definitely so many times catch myself thinking of things in terms of the game or uh, in terms of um, my dad cheering me on in the sidelines after chemo treatment. What does that do to you? I'll tell you what that does to you. That makes you a better person. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have had all this stuff without the game, which is why I love it so much. You know, uh, I'm crazy about it. I'm so, so immersed it now. And um, I'm going to go to whatever my kids love and cheer them on. And I'm going to be the kind of dad because of these moments that even when the suffering in my life may be overwhelming, I want to show up and I want to be there. And um, I want to be that to my kids. I want to be that to my family. And um, I want to be the person who plays on the team with 11 people. It's not easy to do that. It's not easy to get along with everybody. I want to be the person in the office who's easy to get along with, who you can work well with, and who's a team player. Like this stuff, I I developed this way because I played soccer and was obsessed with this stupid game for so long. So anyways, maybe that doesn't apply to you at all. It's just stories from my life. It could be completely pointless to you. But um, I'll tell you that I love this game so much because it's not just watching. It's not just playing. It's like a piece of art or poetry or literature, um, a painting it's a way to convey a message. And for me, that message has always been, you're human. These are people. You're equal. um, And you're full of love. And you should treat each other like that. And you should be extraordinary in what you do and outstanding in what you want to achieve because you're capable of so much. And to be honest, I don't know. Had I not been playing, had I not done all these things, I'm not sure I would have felt the same way. I might have had a whole different outlook on life if I didn't have that experience, any of these experiences in my life. And there's so many more than that. There's so much more than that. But that's just how how I feel and why I love the game. Thanks for listening. I know that is a little bit of a ramble. Um, I hope that it reminded you of something in your life that 
you felt the same way about or a moment that you had with someone that made you feel good or confident or anything like that, go follow me on Twitter uh, at EliTheGreat45, Twitch at EliTheGreat45. I have a Twitter now for the podcast, which is um, at FreeKicksPod. Please go follow me. Uh, I know this episode was a little different. Thanks for bearing with me. I'm just kind of ranting, babbling, and uh, I really appreciate you guys listening and look forward to um, seeing you guys show up on Twitter and looking forward to the next episode.